Hello and welcome everybody to the 25 North Podcast. I'm your GM Jason, as always, and we have another installment of Meet the Crew, and today I have the pleasure and privilege to be joined by Rachel. How are you? Good. Hi. Glad to be here. Yeah, yeah. Welcome, welcome. So, as I start off all of these, what I'd like to ask is, just tell us about yourself, Rachel. Okay. Uh, I'm 34. Um, I'm a stay-at-home mom to a couple of a couple of grade school kids, and so that takes up most of my time. Yeah. I've been playing oh. um, tabletop games since I was about 10. My dad kind of got all of me and my sisters started in on it, so um, mostly first edition D&D. Nice, nice. So yeah, you got you, you talked a little bit about your gaming history. Um, mm-hmm. So you've been playing, have you mostly played first edition, or what other editions have you dabbled in? Mostly first edition, yeah. Uh, a while back I played a campaign in fourth ed, which was as we all know, interesting. Uh, we had a very good group, but, and then I've maybe played a session or two in like three, five and fifth ed, but not much. Um, when I think back on it, I didn't mind fourth edition as much as I thought I hated it. Mm -hmm. Like, I think there was a lot of interesting things in fourth edition that eventually made their way over to, pathfinder second edition sure like uh classes they called them powers back then like you could have different class powers but now they're just class feats right it does seem a lot like the feats right and so i remember at the time just absolutely loathing fourth fourth edition and i think a lot of that was the marketing around it like Mm -hmm. it was like you know constantly new releases and yeah well the they were also really pushing that narrative of Stop playing World of Warcraft and actually, you mm. know, play sure. a board game version of World of Warcraft, essentially. Right, right. For me, it was a big jump. I mean, First Ed didn't have feats or skills or mm-hmm. any of that. So it all seemed very, very weird to me. But I can see the similarities now uh, to, like, Pathfinder. Yeah, and I, can, I can't even imagine, like, the first edition... Like skipping A D and D or skipping second edition and um you know three three point oh, three point five, Pathfinder one mm-hmm. and just going right into fourth edition. Right. It's so so much going on. You're I mean, first ed was I swing, I move, you know, like and then just whatever you wanted to make up, whatever your GM wanted to decide you could do in the moment. So Absolutely all the rules are crazy nowadays have you played any other any other ttrpgs other than D? Um, maybe a couple sessions i i played a few sessions of a wheel of time rpg back in high school that nice. i mean again i don't remember the rule system just you know role playing in that world and maybe a shadow run at gen con one year but Nice. Mostly the D and D Pathfinder nowadays. So excellent. Yeah. So other than other than RPGs, um, what do you, and being a stay at home mom, right? What oh, what, <laughs> what do you like to do outside of those? Like, what other hobbies you got? Um, 
I mean, you know, still in the gaming world, I do a lot of strategy board games. I just finished a terraforming right before I hopped on here. Um, and then I dabble in martial arts and artsy things sometimes. So, mm-hmm. you know, pretty firmly in the geeky realm, I guess. Excellent. So. Yeah, I know that we we talked about jujitsu because I know you were doing that for a while. Are you mm-hmm. still doing that? Uh, not with COVID, but oh, I'd I suppose, like to. Yeah. Um, you know, once putting my face in other people's faces is okay again. Um, and, uh, and other parts of the body. Other, right. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish, I really wish I had a jujitsu gym. Down is there here. not one down there? There are a couple, but they really haven't been for me. Mm. They were more focused on um, like mixed martial arts in general, less straight up straight jujitsu. Sure. And the couple times that I went, like the majority of the class were like these college wrestlers that would just yeah. really try hard. Right. And it's like, you know, the, the instructor says, you know, we'll go at 50%. Mm-hmm. And these guys were going at like 150%. Oh. And I'm just like, buddy. It's unfortunate. Yeah, it wasn't for me. Yeah. So uh, they're, I'm still trying to find a gym relatively nearby, but I feel I think that's futile. Right. Yeah. You got to get the right the right group where it's just, just not safe, really. I mean, right. with people going that hard all the time. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, the so the adventure itself mm-hmm. is Jewel of the Indigo Isle, and it's being described as Indiana Jones meets Guardians of the Galaxy meets Pixar, but like a Caribbean island theme. Right. So one of the questions that I'm asking everybody is, if you were stuck on a desert island, what five things would be would make the top of your list. Ooh, five things. I feel like, I mean, I've got very practical brain going on, so probably, you know, some kind of tarp, some kind of axe, you know, cut things up, maybe some something to start fire with, flint, steel, um... I don't know, man. Besides that, maybe maybe a blanket, stay warm, and then I don't know. I could see a shovel coming in handy, nice. or maybe I'd you know throw in something frivolous like a book, or you know, <laughs> uh, not go crazy while on the island. But. <laughs> I'm laughing because I know I know who how the other three so far have answered that question. Not so practical. Well, I'm not going to say anything. Okay. You'll just have to listen. <laughs> yeah, and I have Johnny tomorrow that I'm recording, so I'll see. He gets to end it for the players. We'll sure. see. We'll see how he how he answers that question. But no, I I approve of that list. That's sure. That that's very practical, as you it's, say. It's got it. Yeah, you know. Now, what book would it be if you had to take a book? A single book. Oh, I feel like uh, Name of the Wind's got some good re-readability, mm-hmm. so maybe I'd go with that. 
just off mm-hmm. the top of my head. Um, I'm a fan of the Gentleman Bastards series, maybe the oh, first yep. book of that. Liza Lacklamora. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Liza Lacklamora. So. Excellent. Yeah. Now, this question is really important to me. And I am truly judging everybody based off of how they answer this question. Okay. So, as they said, as the knight said in Indiana Jones, choose wisely. Pie or cake? As long as it has chocolate. So, probably cake. Uh, I'll take mm. a chocolate pie, which is basically a cake so uh, <laughs> okay I'm not, not a big fan of fruit pies so okay i have a okay. feeling i failed that test though well well yeah, i'm not gonna s- <laughs> you didn't ace it nope <laughs> <laughs> i've had that reaction before uh, <laughs> <laughs> have i asked you that question before no but other people find out i don't like pie and i'm just kicked out so (laughs) not great (laughs) all right now let's get into let's get into your character so rachel tell me who is your character and what do they look like okay i am playing sil s-y-l um they are human or they look human and so very slight build, um, frizzy black hair, very, very kind of out of control black hair t- attempted to tie back. Uh, they also have uh, lots of scars on one side of their face. Um, and then the, I guess, sorry, I keep looking at my picture over here make sure I describe them right. Uh, the biggest characteristic about them is that they are very pale, basically devoid of color. So white with kind of a blue tinged to all of their skin and their eyes are like a very deep blue purple swirl of color. Uh, So that's their, their physical description. And just for confirmation. Yeah. Their pronouns are they, them. Yeah. I think I'll go they, them. Um, I tend to lean towards gender neutral when I make my characters, unless it really seems like part of their personality. That's kind mm-hmm. of been my leaning lately is just go they, them. So awesome. So yeah. Awesome. Excellent. Now, as far as their goals and motivations, mm-hmm. really without giving away their big secret, what would you say Sill's primary goal is and what motivates them to uh, achieve that goal, to attempt to achieve that goal? Sure. Uh, Sill is actually very kind of easygoing. I'd, I'd say they don't really have a set goal in mind. They get distracted very easily. You know, one minute they might, you know, think that, going and researching something sounds good and the next minute they want to go help somebody. Uh, So they kind of just go with their moment, go with their feelings in the moment. Just, you know, they like to have a good time. They like to 
explore and discover new things. Uh, so I guess maybe that's their motivation, but they definitely don't have, you know, that driving, you know, I want to kill a dragon in my life or I want mm. to, you know, explore the whole world. They're just kind of kind of laid back. Or I want to become the most powerful lich in the world. Right. Not yet. Uh, <laughs> you know, maybe one day they'll find a book about necromancy and that will become their motivation for a while. Um, it's top of mind for me. I, I got the Book of the Dead last week. Oh, So nice. I've been reading that. Um, and the lich is an archetype. You can You can take the archetype for lich at level 12. Oh, that's another... Sounds awesome, but it's so weird as a first ed player to hear things like that. It's like, but but Lich are evil and oh, yeah, not playable, yeah. and they're absolutely evil. right. <laughs> yeah, they they have the soul cage, so they're phylactery, and you can get that. And yeah, it's it's crazy. You can play as a skeleton. That's an actual ancestry now. Huh. Yep. So weird. So cool, I know. but so weird. Well, they're releasing a they're releasing an AP called the Blood Lords, which is takes place in Geb, which is like the the nation that is all undead. Okay, like it's ruled over by like a necromancer. Um, and so I think that's the intent there. Sure. Is and I don't and these ancestries are all undead ancestry or. These archetypes. So mm-hmm. there's only one ancestry, which is the skeleton. Everything else is an archetype. They could, there's a mummy, a zombie, a lich, a ghoul, a ghost. I think that's okay. all the archetypes. But I think the intention there is if, you're, if your character dies, you can come back as one of those undead. Oh, that'd be really cool. Yeah. I can think of a few recently killed off characters. I wouldn't mind yeah, seeing no. again. <laughs> you know, I just got done interviewing Sarah and she <laughs> had to make me feel bad for Ziggy. And <laughs> yeah. Oh, she really liked that character. Yeah, uh, I'm, I know. I. It happens. I'm sorry, but not sorry. Because yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. how the dice roll. Right. You get critted, you get killed sometimes. And you crit fail, you... That happens. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think I've ever had a character permadie, so... I probably shouldn't tell you that as much as I am. Yet. Yes. (laughs) You know, um, your sister's in our games, and I Mm -hmm. think I've killed her characters the most out of anybody. Yeah. I feel bad. She's had a rough run of it. She has so much fun making characters, though. Like, that's always the silver lining is mm-hmm. one character's dead, but now I get to try something new. So Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And maybe if uh, if you guys, if one of you dies, we have the Book of the Dead now. You can right? potentially come back as a zombie version of your character. That sounds pretty cool. Now, as far as Syl goes, mm-hmm. so let's not, let's not start planning how... They'll come back after I kill them. Okay. <laughs> as far as Syl goes, <laughs> what would you say, and this is very like job interview type question, mm-hmm. what would you say that Syl's 
their primary strength and their primary weakness, or in corporate speak, their their area of opportunity. Would sure. be. <laughs> well, Syl is a rogue. Um, I can never get these two terms. A thief rogue is a thief racket within the rogue class. Um, so clearly they're dexterous, you know, they can do all that, but I'd say probably their biggest weakness and strength, how I plan to play them is going to be their quick talking. So they can get into trouble real quick with a misplaced comment or, you know, some sticky fingers, uh, but also get out of that trouble by talking their way out, charming, lying. Um, so Kind of, you know, both sides of the coin. There. Yeah. Yeah. This will be, this will be, I think this will be a bit of a different character for you than I've actually ever uh, GM'd. I don't try- often play the, the face of parties, yeah. Right, right. And I've, I'm trying to think back. What was your Pathfinder 1 character? Uh, they were a uh, thief cleric. Okay, that's right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so. so this this is a little similar, but really going full on that like dexed rogue. Right. Yeah, and I've played rogues are you know my go to. That was my first character was a thief back in the day, so that's familiar to me. But the charisma side of it is not something I usually play, so I'm, I'm excited to try that out. Um, Excellent. Yeah. And um, mechanically, I mean, I don't want to get too too into the weeds here. I need. Hmm. Um, mechanically, are you going like more like intimidation or diplomacy route? I think diplomacy deception. Um, okay. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, I always, I hesitate to plan out my characters too much. I kind of like them to develop organically as I play them. But mm-hmm. right now I picture them not being overly um, intimidation. So mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see. Awesome. Yeah, I think this is. I think this will be a good one. Um, from everything that I that I know about the AP and them, willing to share that the AP is really. It's really go go go. It's like again, mm-hmm. it's very Indiana Jones. Like once you're in the thick of it, uh, you're like a freight train, and there's there's not a whole lot of opportunity for downtime. Sure. So I think. This character sounds exactly perfect for this awesome. kind of adventure. I'm really looking forward to sounds that. Sounds like an awesome adventure. So, yeah, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be great. I'm, ex- I'm ex- super excited for it, and I think Sil will be a perfect fit. Yeah, it sounds awesome. I've been wanting to play a pirate adventure since I was like 12. So, very <laughs> excited. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So far, I think everybody's made really thematically appropriate characters. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I haven't talked to Johnny yet, so. Yeah. And yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> last question for you, Rachel. Okay. Now, I I've made mention before that each one of you have each one of your characters has a secret mm-hmm. associated with them, and I'm this is not the one I'm I'm not asking about that particular. That, that particular secret for Syl. Okay. But what would you say would be, think of like an icebreaker party question. Like what's a fun fact that's, or something that most people wouldn't know about Syl? 
wouldn't know about Syl. Um, well, I guess we talked recently, you helped me find a good deity for Syl, and that was, if I remember right, Desna, is mm-hmm. that the name? And I feel like Syl wouldn't, while they practice this religion and worship Desna, they probably don't make it super public. Um, you know, they're not going around and preaching the word of Desna. So that could be something that's a little bit more on the down low for them. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's interesting because I, you've, you've never, you've never been in a game where I'm the player, but Mm. I always, almost, almost always play pious characters. So I always usually default to the cleric or the paladin or even the monk. Mm-hmm. And if I play a monk, it's more that like very pious monk, right? So for me, deities and that and that kind of stuff is a huge motivating factor and a huge influence on how I role play them. So right, that's a that's all to say that that's a good fact, and I like that. Okay, sounds good. All right. Well, if that's about all the questions I have, okay. Do you want to leave? Any, you have anything to say? Any last comments? Anything for the listeners? I, I'm just really excited to to get this campaign going. It sounds like it's going to be a really fun time. Awesome. All right. Well, everybody, until next time, have a good one. Bye. Pathfinder is property of Paizo Incorporated. The Jewel of the Indigo Isles Adventure Path is property of Battlezoo and Roll for Combat, copyright 2022. The theme music is used with permission, written and performed by Winches and Rogues. Check them out on Bandgap and Facebook. All trademarks are property of their respective owners. 